This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show, and you definitely got tickets. And drinks. Now hurry and make it back to your spot. Pass this person and that person about 20 more. Ooh, watch out for feet. Hey. Just keep going. A little further. Oh, there's your friend. Over here. Right where you want to be. Close enough to see the set list. And they're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching Lester Till I Die TV. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Hello fellow Fox fans, good evening to you one and all. It's Friday night, it's got to be the Opposition View show, hasn't it? 
who knows this week and next week as well so many games coming along pick a night pick a show we'll put it together for you this is Leicester till i die tv and you are watching chris and craig It is, and you can catch us on all the normal places if you're watching live. That's YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And please give us a, a little bit of a subscribe on there if you can. We would love you forever. On Twitter and Periscope, it's at Leicester TID. Watch us on either. And obviously, if you're on Facebook, it's the Leicester Slide Eye group. And if you want to listen to us on Catch Up, we're on your favorite podcast platform as Leicester Till I Die. That's Apple iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and Anchor, and say, and your favorite um favorite podcast platform well we are having a break from league action uh this weekend um it's the magic of the cup isn't it isn't it you feeling it i kind of gam but a little bit without this guy mm. no i don't think it's a secret jay meet we know you're out you're having an op let's have a look um, somebody who might uh, know what it's like to have a hip hop, and he's probably going to kill me for saying that. But let me bring my uh, my preview chat chum Craig in and say good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. I'm not sure about uh, hip hop. Um, I could just about get myself onto a treadmill and do a bit of uh, a bit of running, or should we say fast walking? Hip hop may be a little bit beyond me. I, I'm more into garage than I am into hip hop music. Boom boom. I'm <laughs> saying nothing. No, I'm here all week, <laughs> and I have been here all week. Good evening. Yeah, Good evening. How are you? I have. Yeah, yes, every night. It's, um, yeah, it's the it's the end of the week. Um, mm. You know, as you said, we lose track of of days because there's so many games. There seems to be football on every night, and uh, before you know it, we're here, and it's the weekend again, and we have. A game at uh, on a Saturday, which is always a bonus. We do. Are no, we not playing on, not. on, playing on Sunday? We're playing <laughs> on Sunday. I've got no idea. I've got no. Idea. I've lost you, it already. You know. You know. Let me tell you something, everybody. Craig sits there, and you think he's like your nice, you know, dear old granddad sat there. Occasionally, you know, off screen, he brings up this little cup of mug to his mouth and sips it and we all think it's cocoa or horlicks and it's probably neat vodka i can tell you that, i think i need it particularly after you're calling me a granddad <laughs> hey hey you could you could throw it back at me but uh, just to cause any stop any confusion we are in the fa cup this weekend brentford and it is sunday uh, Sunday the 24th at 2.30 and it is on BT Sport if you have that platform. Now, the question is, would he have played anyway? If not, Everton and Leeds coming up next week. It looks like we haven't got him for them. But this is the question that I posed. And I want to know everybody who's watching, let us know your thoughts. Come on, say hello to us and uh, st stick your comments in for us to, 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 to read out. I did ask this in the Facebook group and Twitter earlier, Craig. 
<laughs> you think we are? <laughs> no, no. I, I think we're. Uh, I think we're much more than uh, a team that relies on Vardy these days. Yes, it'll definitely be a loss um, to as he'd be a loss to to any team. And for you know, he's not been scoring, but he he causes problems for the opposition. I mean, the goal, the second goal uh, we scored against Chelsea was mainly because they were too busy being concerned about uh, about mm. Vardy to allow Madison to slip in around the back. So, you know, he, he does a lot, even when he's not scoring. But I think we, we're we not a one-man team. That we may have been last season or definitely a couple of seasons before he would have been a bigger loss. But I remember, you know, when we won the league, you know, there was all that talk. He got sent off, didn't he, against West Ham. Yeah. And then that ban uh, got extended. Uh, because of uh, he didn't leave the pitch and everybody was saying, oh, we're going to drop points here and there. And I think we won the next game 4-0 uh, against Swansea. Uh, so I, I think we well, have goal scorers. Right? We, we, we did have Ujoa then. We didn't have Inacho or Perez. That's true. That's true. But, I, you know, would we have been saying the same about Ujoa this season as we've been saying about them? We, we don't know because he would have been a bit part player coming on for 10 minutes here and there. So we don't know. Um, it's an opportunity, isn't it? That's for sure for Inacho or Perez, uh, whichever way he chooses to go. But it's definitely an opportunity for one of them to, uh, for definitely for Inacho to show that he has a future at the club. Now it's up to him whether he can uh, grasp it and uh, and show that he does. The rumours that I've seen about on a few sites today, as I have been uh, surfing the web, um, is that this might be Inacho's last chance. Well, you know, do you mean the game at the weekend or, well, or the next the, few games? The next few games while Vardy is out because yeah. he does seem to be the choice, the only choice, if you like, because Perez isn't an out-and-out striker. Um, yeah. He does seem to be the, the choice to come on if Vardy is injured or, or, or needs the rest. And yeah, I, 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 not to say not just against Brentford, but looking towards Everton and Leeds as well. Definitely, I, I think it is. I think unless there's a deal uh, already underway in the background, I think it's too late to go out and find a, another striker. Um, I think they'll wait until the summer. And because of that, I think you're right. It is Ianacho's last chance. He, he he's now been presented with an opportunity. That he probably wasn't expect, expecting. He may have thought he's going to get the odd game here and there. As it stands, he's got a chance of having three, four, five, six games in a row. So I think we'll get a much better idea of what Ian Acho gives to the team uh, and for forthcoming seasons after the run of this game. So it, it's his chance. He, he has to grab it. Otherwise, I think his time with us is over. We've got um, B High here uh, saying hello from Mongolia. Good evening. Um, I don't think I've ever spoken to another Leicester fan from Mongolia. How the devil are you, sir? Hope we uh, hope we're coming a lot, uh, over loud and clear. Uh, say good well, evening. Probably coming to... over loud, not particularly clear. <laughs> Long time since we've been clear. Mark, good evening to you. Thanks for joining us. Now, Mark does the transfer show with me, and I'm going to bring something up that, that Mark's been mm. saying for a while. Uh, he'd like to see Barnes up top or second choice Perez, but no, 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 please, God, not in that show. <laughs> I, just, uh, I agree with him a little bit. What, what do you think about Barnes up top? 
Um, for me, personally, and I respect everyone's opinion, it's a no, no, no. Um, yeah. He's he's come on a lot this season in the position where he's being played. I think to now move him out of that and expect him to do something completely different um, could throw him out. I mean, he's better getting his ball uh, the ball to his feet, turning and running. I'm not sure he'll be able to do that in the middle when he's got uh, a big lumbering centre-half up his backside, to be honest. Um He'd have to play more of the game, I think, with his back to goal, which I don't think he's particularly comfortable with. So I think you could do that. But very much like when we put Ndidi to centre-half, I think you're plugging a gap, but you're losing something as well. And I think if we did that with Barnes, we'd be plugging a gap and we've still got to find somebody to fill the gap that Barnes did. So for me, I would I would go with Ian Acho And as I say, I think Perez could do a job as well. Um, very different players, uh, but I, I wouldn't want to see Barnes move from from where he's been playing very well recently. It, we have been saying, as Leicester fans, one and all, we need another striker, we need another striker. We've been saying it for the past two or three windows now, and could could this see uh, a speeding up of us, us getting that, that extra striker in? And I mean, this is the guy that's always been linked with us, obviously, with Brendan, and it was somebody that uh, Mark brought up on the uh, last couple of weeks, actually, on the transfer show, that the links are getting stronger and stronger. He knows him, he's played with him, he obviously brought him, or took him to Celtic, and we've seen from Benkovic, he's not just going to go back to Celtic and say, because you did well for me in Scotland, you're going to do well in England, but he does seem to like this guy. I think he does. I mean, what he's come out and said in recent weeks is, is that he knows what standard of player he is. Um, as I say, unless they've been working on a deal, it's probably a bit like I'm sure Celtic wouldn't want to be selling their main striker with very little time um, to get a replacement in for themselves. Although the flip side of that is that they're definitely not going to win the league. I mean, that that's uh, that's categorical. There's no way that they're going to yeah. catch Rangers, so they might as well say goodbye to that. It's whether they think they need him to ensure getting into a Champions League uh, or, or Europa League or at least getting into Europe. Um, mm. But with him being out of contract as well, whether they think there's an opportunity for him to cash in uh, and and uh, and get at least some money for him. Um, and if th there may be a deal to be done. Um, I don't think we'd go out and, uh, and splash 30 million that they wanted. If there was a, a deal at half of that, then we may be tempted. But as I say, I think we'll find out a lot when I, I think Ian Acho will play at the weekend. And I think Brendan may make more of a decision based on, on the showing that Ian Acho gives us at the weekend. One player that has also not been linked with us, but the fans are shouting for... And I brought this up yesterday in or last night in the opposition view. Um, and we happen to be playing them tomorrow. And he's not playing because he was sent off amazingly in the 95th minute. Uh, it always makes me laugh when a player gets sent off at that, at that point in the game. But Brendan could have a, have a quiet word with his... Um, with his opposite number, Thomas Frank, maybe, and say, you know, can we take him back on the coach with us? <laughs> I mean, he could do. He's done very well this season. 
Uh, Ivan Tony is he's definitely their their main man when you look at the number of goals that he's got in relationship to to everyone else. He's he's sort of three four to one, I think. Um, yeah, but I'm not uh, again. You know, they've only just lost uh, Ollie Watkins. They've managed to replace him with Ivan Tony. I would imagine they feel that this is their another good chance for them to actually get into the Premier League. Uh, and I can't see them selling at any price, to be honest. It would have to be a ridiculous price that I don't think yeah. we would be prepared to pay for someone who's unproven um, at this level. The only other thing that we may do is have a look around and see if there's anybody who's out of contract and therefore the mm. uh, the transfer window doesn't affect it. Um, the same way that Man United picked up Cavani. Um, I'm not saying that we're yeah. going to get somebody of that ilk um, for those sort of wages, but... There may be the odd player who's out of contract that we that we could pick, pick up that uh, that could do a job. Diego Costa is free, of course. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I said Diego Costa is free, but I think I think we'd all go running, screaming up the Narva Road to get away from him, you know. But I, uh, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I, I don't know. You know, he would cause havoc. You know, he might cause havoc yeah, in our changing room as well. Exactly, exactly the point I was about to make. But Facebook user there said, got to play Barnes at centre forward against Everton and Ricardo on the wing. Inatra not good enough and Perez not to the pace for the system we play. We've got to obviously, I think, accept that it's not going to be Vardy. We've got to play to another system. There's no point. And Brendan knows this now. If he doesn't, then he, sh he shouldn't be doing the job. If you're not playing yeah. Vardy, you're playing Inatra. It's got to be a different system. The thing is, the thing is, if you if you're moving Barnes and you're not playing your natural replacement for Vardy, you end up moving two or three players around to to yeah. uh, playing out of position to accommodate that. I mean, I think we should have enough um, faith in Inacho against uh, a Championship team as, as well as they're playing. You know, let let's not forget he scored the only goal um, for us against Brentford when we knocked them out of the FA Cup last season. So. You know, he's got previous. Um, let's hope he can do it again. Yeah. Um, last point on this then before we actually move on to Brentford, because we obviously are we are here to, to look at Brentford. But my worry is that we we probably threw it away our chances of Champions League last season with our January transfer window dealings and Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. Bennett being the only person coming in. Um, whilst we are in a lot stronger position now uh, than we were at that point last year, and we know, you know, there's, there's non-starters that you could bring in that have had to come in, or Brighton's come back, Fuchs came back. We are in a lot stronger position, but my worry is get it wrong this time, and we could blow it again. I think I think that's a fair point, Chris. But I also think that we're a, a lot stronger team now. Um, mm. I think we touched on. Yeah. The this um, in the last preview uh, show where we um, we said that you know we are we're more capable of grinding out a one nil because I think we're pretty solid at the back and in midfield and if we're not scoring you know we can get a goal and we can, we can see a game out so I don't think you know we should press the panic button here uh, we've got goals throughout the team Man City. On many occasions, I've played without a recognised uh, centre forward when Aguero's been out and he's not gone with uh, with uh, with Jesus. Um, yeah. You know, he's placed false number nines or whatever. I'm not saying that we're at the same level of Man City, but 
you know, it causes the opposition uh, a different kind of problem because centre-halves like, you know, nothing nothing a centre-half likes more than knowing who he's marking and somebody who just plays, yeah. you know, backing up to him, that's fine. When players start dropping off or they take up these little pockets, it's very difficult. Does a midfielder have to drop back to pick him up? Does a centre-half have to go out to get him? So it could cause a, a, a different sort of problem altogether. So it'll be an interesting one, I think. Yeah. Right, well, like we said, uh, we have got Brentford on Sunday at 2.30. It's on BT Sport there, if you have that podcast. There's the vodka, guys. Told you. Yep. <laughs> Told you it was drinking vodka. Um, we've not actually played Brentford that much. We've only played them 28 times. Um, we've won 12, drawn 10, only lost six. But I think that was going back way, way back in, in our history. But in the FA Cup, we... <laughs> and I might be tempting fate here. We've played them six times. We've won four, drawn two. We haven't lost them in the FA Cup, and that two, those two draws were in the same in the same year we went on to beat them. Yeah, um, you know we, we've got to be confident. You know, even from that record as well. Uh, I think sometimes in the past we've always had that. You know, it's the classic Leicester City um, inferiority complex where you think, oh, we've got a team from the championship and we're sort of a middling um, premiership team. But we're not. We're, we're a team that's at the top of the table now. Um, and we shouldn't be arrogant about it or be complacent. That's the last thing we should be. But we should think that we have enough to beat um, a, a team such as Brentford, particularly when they're missing their, their top goal scorer. You know, there, there are other couple of players who... Who chip in with goals? Um, I think it's De Silva and, and, and Bueno. Um, you know, decent players, but also, you know, they, uh, they they run out of steam a bit. I noticed that they they get um, substituted in most games. To be honest, they, they've not completed more than half the games that they've played in. So, you know, I think I think we've got enough, um, and, and that record should stand for me. I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they turned us over. The interesting thing is that the last time we played them, like you said, 25th of January last year at Brentford, we won 1-0. Inacho scored after four minutes. Um, <laughs> that was the longest 86 minutes or one of them of my life. I think even... <laughs> I think Brendan's, and we're going to come on to who you think he'll put out um, the, the, uh, against Brentford, but even if it is a, a and I'd say reserved, second string, whatever you want to call them, it's a lot stronger than when we used to be doing mm. that under well against Newport. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it'll be interesting because Brendan has said, or he said in the previous round, that he was taking the FA Cup very seriously and he played a very strong team in the last round. Yeah. Um, now with Vardy's injury, to see whether he uh, and we, we've had you know a couple of niggles and since mm. then Pratt's out as well. Uh, I'm not sure whether Mendy's going to be uh, fit. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he goes strong again. I think he would go strong, or maybe go stronger if we didn't have a game in on Wednesday, yep. um, which yep. is an important one against Everton. So, um, but as you say, the players that we've got to bring in, you look at that. You know, it's only in the last game that we looked about um, at the. That was sitting on the bench, you know, so that we shouldn't have any qualms about any of those players coming in and doing a job. The interesting thing was the last time we ever played them was in the FA Cup, and the, our first ever game against them as well. Uh, I wasn't there, and I, and I don't think you were either. But our first ever game against them was also an FA Cup game. 
on the 11th of January 1936 at Leicester. Uh, I'm not sure where we were playing then. I think it probably was Filbert Street. We oh. won 1 0, and Arthur Moore scored. Um, do you remember that? Uh, the, unforgettable, the unforgettable Arthur Moore. Um, <laughs> Never heard of it. I think Sepp <laughs> Smith was playing in that game, and I remember Sepp Smith a lot better than I remember Arthur Moore. Well, you know, if you're going down watching those games at that time, Chris, then you will remember them a lot, uh, a lot more than I will. So, um, the old wooden, yeah. the old wooden clapper thing, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I say, you know, we do have a history in the FA Cup because in 1947. We had two nil-nil draws with them at this stage, and we ended up in the second replay at Villa Park. And in fact, I think this was the one that Seth Smith played in as well. It was wow. um, we beat them four-one at Villa Park. George Dewis, Mal Griffiths, and two from Arthur Smith. So we've You'll got. Be we've doing got your research. I have. Oh, you, you do. I just don't throw this together, you know. This is this is all carefully planned out. Yeah, it may not look it, I mean, it starts off extremely well planned out. But like you said earlier, uh, Craig, they are going well. They are in exactly the same position as we are, just one division down. Um, I mean, we went. There was three leaders of the Premier League the other night. There was us, City, and United, all in the same night. Um, Burnley did us a huge favour last night. Well, well done, the lads from the turf. It's certainly, I don't know if it's uh, there's still that I'm a celebrity guy's favourite place. It was my favourite place last night. <laughs> and Brentford, Brentford are in, in third in there and they're having a good season. They are having a good season. I mean, they, they kept, uh, apart from uh, losing Ollie Watkins, I think they... Um, uh, managed to keep most of the team, you know, so they had a, an experience of doing it last season when they went pretty close, but they fell away really. They, they almost you know, replicated what we did. They, they fell away pretty badly, ended up in the playoffs, and I think they played pretty poorly in the in the playoffs. In fact, didn't they, um, didn't they have a horrendous result right at the end that, that meant they, uh, they sort of missed out on automatic promotion? I think they lost to Forest. Uh, it may have been like uh, by... A ridiculous number of goals that they needed, so they managed to uh, throw it away, uh, even more spectacularly than we did. And then, you know, that shot all their confidence going into the playoffs, uh, where I think they were beaten by Fulham. Yeah, they but they were. are going well. It, you know, it still hurts them. <laughs> yeah, um, no, they are they are playing well. You know, they've mm. they've won. Uh, I think four four out of the last five. Um, all of those are. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, I was going to say all of those. I think the only loss they've had um, recently has been in the uh, League Cup to Spurs, where yeah. they were very unlucky to have a goal um, to have a goal wiped out in, in that one. Um, but they're not they're not exactly turning teams over. I think I think uh, three of the last four wins have been by the odd goal. You know, so they're not uh, they're not steamrolling teams. You know, they're pretty tight games. And with their main striker out, you know, the, it, mm. a lot of the the pressure goes on to uh, to the other players. I noticed that they've had a guy who comes off the bench quite a lot, um, Force. I think he's, uh, he's yeah. a Scandinavian player, but he's yeah, done quite well when he's player. off the bench. I think he's, he's scored five goals coming off the bench. So, you know, he could be a threat that we probably haven't seen a lot of and uh, uh, we need to be aware of him. But, um, yeah, they're, the they're going well is. and they'll be playing with confidence. 
I, I, I put that stat up last night in the Opposition View show, which if you want to catch up with myself talking to Billy from Besotted, uh, the Brentford podcast, that can be found uh, at um, Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. It's up there now. It's also on the Spotify, Apple and Google to name but three podcasts. But I put that up there, and, and, and the last six, we're very, very similar. We, we've not lost in six. They've not lost in six. But like he said, mm. they haven't actually lost, apart from that Tottenham game, in uh, the, about the last 17. And I think they actually knocked out three, two or three Premier League clubs on the way to meeting Spurs in the quarterfinal of the League Cup. Yeah. No, they've done really well. And uh, I think they've only lost one game at home all season that was mm. to uh Preston where they lost 4-2 which is a bit of a, a freak result um but I say it, it'll be interesting to see um whether you know how they react to not having Tony there and you know we talk about us playing a weekend team um you know you've got to ask yourself whether how important the FA Cup is to them as well when they're in such a good position to get promotion you know they're in a brand new stadium I would imagine that they need to be taking advantage of the opportunity to get into the Premier League. So it's whether they go for trying to continue the momentum that they've got from recent games or whether they think, you know, this we've still got four, five games to even get to, to a cup final. Is it really worth risking um, two or three players uh, against, uh, against a, a Premier League opposition when we know we've got tough games coming up as well in the league? So... Team selection for both teams is going to be a tricky one for the money just to, to get right, I think. I actually um, brought that up with, say, uh, Billy last night. And on his um, on their cup run, they were actually playing a lot of, again, their second string, what we would used to call reserves. And he said that, although he, he's almost certain it will be a weakened team that, that Thomas Frank puts out against us on Sunday... Yeah. It hasn't served them badly. Um, very similar to us, you know. Like I say, I, I'm not. You know, I, I, we knew how Prell's mind worked. And, you know, when that team was named against um, against Newport, I think we all put our head in our hands. But I, I think you know, if you see like the likes of Under Piera, you know, if you've seen these guys coming back in, like say Mendy, if he wasn't injured, we we know they can do a job for us. Yeah, I mean. I think you've got to look at uh, any of those players that we're going to bring in, so-called second string, would they get into a Brentford side? And they probably would, to be fair, yeah. because they're of that standard. So if, you, if you're thinking that uh, along those, those lines, then we should still have enough strength. And, and these players have not been uh, not used, you know, because we've had Europa League, they've had experience this season, they've had a lot of uh, opportunities to be on the pitch. It's not like we'd be putting people in who are, who are totally fresh uh, and, and haven't uh, got to the pace of a game uh, this season. They've all had minutes on the pitch. So whoever comes in, whoever he chooses, should be able to do a job. Um, I, I don't think he will make that many changes, though, to be honest. Well, we'll come on to that in a second. What we'll do is we'll just take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, see what team you think Brendan is going to put out. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the Foxes. 
You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Now available on Spotify. Got to ask you this. Is this still the magic of the cup for you, Craig? It, it is. Um, but it's interesting because I had a conversation today at work um one of the guys i work with uh you know two of my directors um one's a manchester united fan and one's a liverpool fan so they've been having mixed feelings over the last few days um yeah. and we were talking about you know would we take winning the fa cup over finishing in the top four uh and i think in every previous season i'd have said no we want to win the fa cup I, you know, I still want to win the FA Cup, but from the way that we know the um, the owners are trying to build the club, finishing in uh, at least in Europe and definitely in the Champions League means that the club's progress will be quicker. We'll be able to attract better players. You know, we'll be able to keep players. You know, and so that the 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 more we the better we get, the bigger our club becomes. The more well we perform. It becomes that dilemma of is getting into the Europe and the Champions League more important than the FA Cup, and I can see I can as a Leicester fan now I can understand that uh, conundrum as it were as I say because if we have really talented players who think they should be playing on a European stage that we need to be playing in Europe on a regular basis otherwise they will be picked off by other clubs so. It's a tricky one. I think this season we've got a good chance. We know the draw that we've got next. So it's either Brighton or Blackpool, um, which you would be confident about. You know, Brighton are no mugs if they get through that. But then you're into a quarter final, and then it starts getting sort of tangible. You're a game away from Wembley and two from the cup final. So I think this year, I think Brendan will have a go at it. But I can understand the more the club develops, how that conundrum um, is a difficult one to, to solve when it's Champions League versus FA Cup. Indeed, indeed. Um, good evening, Rob. Evening, guys. Sorry, he says so. He says he's sorry he's late. Well, I hope you brought a note, and I'll expect that note emailed to me um, by the end of the program, giving a very good reason why you're late and why you haven't brought your homework with us. Everybody that's watching, we're going to go through a team in a minute. Let us know what you think. Would you? Mm. I mean, not win the league, don't get me wrong. Would you hmm. prefer a top four or the FA Cup? I mean, you know, maybe in an ideal world, maybe finish fifth again, win the Europa League, get into the Champions League that way, and then also win the FA Cup. <laughs> in a perfect world, maybe. But, uh, yeah, hmm. F FA Cup or top four, guys, what what would you prefer? And, of course, both would be nice. Um hmm. Again, Louis, good evening. Welcome along. Thanks for joining us. We were, we were just saying that earlier. We've set a striker every window for about the past three or four. It will be interesting to see if Brendan does do anything. Anyway, looking forward, it's that time when Brendan is fired and Craig is appointed into his position and he's going to give us um, what he thinks Brendan will go for formation and lineup. Um, and I think we all know now we've got to have somebody different up top. But I guess we're starting with Schmeichel, are we? 
Um, well, he played him in the last cup game when I expected him to play uh, Danny yeah. Ward. So I think he'll, yeah. I think he'll, uh, I think he'll go with Casper again. Um, yeah. I think he offers more than just being a goalkeeper. You, you can hear when the fans are not in and he's being picked up mm. by the microphones. You can hear how vocal Schmeichel is, and therefore how important I think he is to the rest of that back four. Um, so and yeah, I think he'll. His uh, sweeper keeper moment. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, I won't tell you what I said at that point when I saw him coming out of the left-hand side of my, my screen. You know, he came off, they're all very well, aren't they, when, when it comes on? I did think he was going to do the scorpion kick. I was very disappointed. <laughs> that was his ideal opportunity to do it. But anyway, Craig, yeah. back to yourself. So you've got Casper in goal. Normal formation? Yes, I think so. I don't think there's any reason to change. I don't think we're uh, we shouldn't be you know looking to change based on whatever formation they play. You know this works for us. Players know their jobs. They know where they fit into the formation. So I think we do we stick with it. And I think the fullbacks will be the same. I don't think it will change anything now. I think it will be Tim and uh, and JJ. Uh, yeah. I think JJ has played every minute of every game this season. So um, but the guy's engine is. Uh, it's unbelievable. He, he just gets up and down. You know, it's a shame he couldn't head a ball properly to uh, to put us three 0 up in the last game. But I think uh, I think he'll stick with those. I think there'll be a change at centre half, though. Um, I I almost uh, went for a, a total change and both centre halves. And, and part of me thought, I wonder if he'd play Wes Morgan. Um, but I think he'll stick with Johnny Evans just from a, a, a experience point of view. Uh, Evans has been playing pretty well. He doesn't get overly overrun in these games, so it's not so big a deal for him to to play Sunday, Wednesday. But I think he'll play uh, Soyuncu in this game and give him a run out. He's due a run out, and this would be the ideal opportunity to give him a start, wouldn't it? So. Yes. Yeah, I, th I think so, very much so. Um I'm not sure uh, the the state of fitness of uh, Mendy, but I think he'll go with Indeedy again. Um, mm -hmm. Indeedy's come back; and he's, he's looking his imperious self. Uh, he's been great in the last couple of games, so um, yeah. So Indeedy in there, um, and again, I don't think there's going to be many changes. I think you know, I think Pratt may have played if he had been fit, but I can't see him changing anything. So I think it'll be all Brighton, Perez, Tielemans, and Barnes. Um, I'll say that, nothing will change. But I, I, I think he'll play Perez over Madison uh, in this one and bring Madison off the bench if he needs him, uh, just to give him an extra little bit of rest. We can see that Madison's coming into into form. He seems to have his, uh, his mojo back, as it were. He's loving being in front of the cameras, uh, doing his post-match interviews, which are becoming some of the longest interviews I think we get after, after a match at the minute. Um, uh, so I think he'll... Uh, I think he'll play uh, Perez um, and he can be that sort of extra forward runner. Um, so, uh, and then I think he's going to play in Acho up top. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th I think, I think you're right there. This, uh, even if Vardy was fit, whatever, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, at the moment I am in Acho's biggest critic, I suppose. And I, I give him a lot of stick. Uh, as do sort of you know, other players, you know. But I would love him to do well. 
I was, you know, very, very excited when we bought him. I thought he and Vardy would make a great front two and, and you know, we'd, we'd scare every single defence in, in, in the league. It wasn't to be. They couldn't play together. But obviously, being a Leicester fan, I'd love him to come on, get a hat-trick, get his mojo back. Like you say, he's got three or four games possibly, you know, mm. with, 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 um, with Jamie out. This is his chance mm. to do it. And I really, really want him. And I've defended him in the past when we've been having this argument. I know, say, Mark, who does the European and the transfer show with me, he doesn't like him at all. And I've defended him against Mark. Lost my patience with him recently, but I hope he comes good. I think I think we all do, to be honest. I mean, there's definitely a player there. I think, I think he's very much like uh, the guy who replaced him at Man City, Jesus. I think they are both similar players. They're not quite as good as the guys they're having to try and replace. They both mm. seem to be confident players. I mean, let's not forget, Ian Acho was um, going back a few years. Uh, I think he was player of the tournament in the uh, Junior World Cup when in the Under-17 World Cup for Nigeria. He was player of the tournament there. Man City saw enough to take him on board. Yes, they let him go, but I think a lot of that was the fact that they uh, were getting a decent uh, amount of money from us for him, and he was only coming off the bench. Um, so I mean, there's definitely a player him, there. A, they thought enough of him, sorry to interrupt Craig, they thought enough of no. him to to have a buyback clause in. Exactly. You, you know, you don't do that if you don't think that this is going to benefit him going away playing in a, in a different team and, and come back a better player. So they wouldn't have put that in if they didn't think there was a player there. I just think he's a confidence player. And this opportunity now of getting a, a run of games uh, could be the making of him. I think mm. what we don't want is um, for it to go to a penalty shootout. And um, then I'd, I'd like him to stay as far away from a penalty as possible. <laughs> in fairness, Jamie's missed them as well, hasn't he, in, 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 in the past? That's true. I think, yeah. I think the interesting interesting thing, Chris, um, and I've made a note of it here about that team that I've put out, is the under factor. Now, mm. you know, I think we, we were all wondering why he's not getting more uh, pitch time. And then, it, and then a, a story emerged saying that the, the, based on the number of games he plays for us, the automatic buy gets triggered. Now, obviously, none of us know how many games that is. And it mm. may be that Brendan isn't sure. So he's in, in a quandary as to, does he give him the pitch time to prove himself? But that may trigger uh, an automatic buy that, that we have to buy him. Um, or does he wait until later in the season when he knows that he's got another half a dozen games that he can play him in? Uh, and he'll try him then. I don't know. It'd be it'd be great if somebody at the club knew exactly what was in that loan contract. But it does cause I, a bit I, of a problem if I there is a set number that. of games. I did hear that myself um, about him, uh, and I raised it on uh, on the transfer show because we had a bit of a chat with Mark, concentrating mm. on under. Uh, it's a bit of an awkward one that one because you know if you. <laughs> If if you say right, he plays, and it's got to be a fair few games to make it. Well, you're not going to say always. Yeah. He's, you know, if we play him five times, we've got to sign him. It's going to have to be up there. You know, I think ten, twelve, fifteen times. Uh, I think let's so, say yeah. we play. 
let's say we're playing 14 times, bring him on for the 15 time because he's playing really, really well, got to sign him because he plays 15, he breaks his leg and he's never the same player again. It's To me, those sorts of clauses are always sort of strange clauses. For me, I think he's struggled with O'Brighton coming in. I mean, O'Brighton said, he yeah. said himself, managers don't always take to him when they first come in. Uh, he said that. And he's, but Brendan's now come out. I didn't think Hall Brighton would be playing the sort of part that he is doing now. And I'm, I'm pleased for him. Same with Fuchs earlier in the season. These players have had to come in and do a job. Now, Fuchs, you know, hasn't been able to hold on to his place. Or Brighton's come in because we needed him. And he's blown us away. He, he's been really good. And I think that is what's keeping under out. Um, coming up to February, if we're still in the FA Cup, we're going to have FA Cup, we're going to have Europa League, and we're going to have, um, obviously, the Premier League. That's possibly, I think, when we might see more of him. I think so. I think uh, I think Brendan may be feeling that he's more suited to European football um, than he is the, the hustle and bustle of the Premier League. When uh, teams come at you with a lot more pace, um, he, you know, Albright does a great job in terms of tracking back and offering the cover to uh, whoever's yeah. playing in the right back slot. You don't really have that on the left. I think I mentioned this before with Barnes is not as good as, as providing that cover and tracking back. So to have two players who are not particularly good at offering that cover means that you probably take away a little bit of the attacking prowess of the fullbacks because they're not sure that they're going to get covered. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a difficult one to have two out and out wingers. I think I think when he played uh, he played in before with two almost out and out wingers, he was playing with two more centrally uh, minded midfielders, or it was when he was playing his back five you know, with th three centre halves. So he didn't really need that cover because he had it back there. So I don't think Brendan's found a way of getting him and Barnes in the team at the same time and there's no way that you can drop Barnes so uh, no, no. it's a tricky one for under it is um, but it's a good um, it's a good thing for Brendan to have because he's, he's got the headache of, of having a and he is a decent player um, yeah. you have to question he, he, he did come with the rumours of an attitude and you've got to say you know if he's that good why wasn't he sort of playing regular first team football? But you could say that looking back, Mares, Canton, all these other players we got from abroad. Um, but Rob's just, but I, I think we'll see, we will see more of under. I think, like I can say, once we get into playing more games again, and I think his, in, his injury didn't help. Rob's going to make made a point here, and I, I've actually just I've written this down to ask you after the under one is you've not gone for Piera at all in there. Now, there's a lot of rumours that to accommodate Pereira, Pereira, or let's call him Ricardo, mm. it's easier, to accommodate mm. Ricardo, it would mean, again, probably dropping possibly Albrighton. Mm. I, I, I'm just not sure this is the right game to, to bring Ricardo back. For me, he's on the bench and, um, and you could give him another 20 minutes. I think, you know, Brendan has been in the past um, quite cautious about bringing his players back. The only time that he's brought Ricardo back and he brought Soyuncu back, they both picked up injuries again. And since then, when people have got injured, he's been very reticent to throw them in 
almost from the start of a game. You know, they've been getting 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and building up, them up slowly in a in an unknown quantity of a certain respect in terms of uh, Brentford. I think it just may, may be a little bit too dangerous to, to bring Ricardo back for that, knowing that you've got a big game uh, in a couple of days when that may be the one to, to bring Ricardo back for. Uh, if he doesn't think all Brighton can do uh, can do a job on both games, so uh, I would err on the side of caution uh, and just put Ricardo on the bench. I think it's just wonderful that we're actually just sat here having this conversation about can we afford to drop this person? This this mm. but this player is so good. Surely he should be in the team. It, it's been a it's been a long, long time since as Leicester fans we've been able to talk in this in this way. Yeah, it's a great problem to have, isn't it? You know, we, we talk about strength and depth and building a squad to be able to compete in all these competitions. And, you know, fair play to, to Brendan and his backroom team. They, they seem to have quietly managed to pull together, you know, a very good squad, um, you know, with one or two coming through from the youth team, uh, the likes of Luke Thomas. Um, picking up these these sort of bargains for Farner, JJ, Um you know, I was, again, I was talking to uh, to the Liverpool uh, fan today and, and their problems at centre-half and saying, you know, where was their scouting network, you know, picking up someone like Fafana and what what they wouldn't give now for, for someone like him to slot in there because I think that's the, the root of all their problems that they're going through at the minute. But, um, no, we, we've done a great job in pulling this squad together. We have. And it was, you know... And, and... We we get that praise and people say we don't often get praise, but the last few games we have been getting praise off the commentators and it has been for our scouting system and yeah. it's probably as good now, you could question, as it was in the old, you know, Pearson, Shakespeare, Walsh era. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at that, I mean, that bench, when we looked at, you know, the, 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 the last game, I'm like, that, that could be your first team. Mm. Yeah, that would have been a decent team last year, wouldn't it? You know, but um, the fact is that that we seem to be going about. We have a pattern now. It appears that we have a pattern of going and finding sort of particularly unknown gems. You know, paying the money where we have to. I mean, let's not forget we did pay thirty odd million for Fafana, so you know it's not small uh, small change out of the back pocket. Um, no. But we felt that he was a he was a prospect, and uh, there was a resale value to him. And and while we are building, then we do have to think that. And I think Leicester City fans have to expect that we will probably sell one player a year. You know, in the same way, you know, Dortmund do in Germany. You know, and uh, Atletico and places uh, teams like that. Those that are not quite at the top but are trying to slowly build. So I think we should almost brace ourselves for the fact that someone's going to go in the summer. Um, but, you know, when we've done that in the past, you know, we've always panicked, but we've always brought in someone else. You know, you could say, you know, Ricardo could go in the summer, but we've got Castagna and JJ who who could fill in perfectly well at the minute anyway. So it's, it's a really a good place to be. Well. Isn't it? it is. And it's a difference from being a selling club, which let's be honest with you, we were for many, you know, you and me will both remember, you know, and 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 I'm nearly at the end of the uh, of, of Barry Pierpoint's book and back to the 90s. If we didn't sell a player, we, we, we were out of business. You know, that's how we survived. Yeah. Now we sell a player on our terms if we want to. Yeah. 
and if we've got somebody there ready to come in or we've got our eye on somebody you know but happy days exactly. Exactly. happy days the, the the treble is still on it is indeed it is indeed although i'll just take one of them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay which one would you take um you know it would be great for me to win the europa league because we would have a europa a, a, you know a european trophy in our cabinet plus we know we'd be in the champions league um yeah so I, yeah it's strange but i but, but that that brings more reward than the fa cup brings so um and and it may well be dependent on the draw that we get you know it may be our best route yeah and to be totally honest with you I am in total agreement with you. Out of out of the three, I know, I know. This is being recorded, you know, um, and it's not. It's, I can't even say it's fake news now because he, he, even he's gone out of the office. But um, yeah, no, like you say. I mean, I think for us finishing second, third, fourth would be an achievement in itself. You know, somebody said earlier we have won the league. Winning the Europa League would guarantee us. Champions League, and it's a European trophy in 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 the cabinet. You know, Craig, thank you so much, sir. Enjoy the game on Sunday. You're welcome. Thank you very Although much. I remember it's Sunday, so I would say you'll probably watch it on Saturday. Do you want me to send you a reminder on Saturday not to watch it? <laughs> I tell you what, if I watch it on Saturday, I'll let you know the score so you can put a bet on for Sunday. <laughs> Good man, good man, and we shall see you next Tuesday for the preview show one night in advance of the Everton game. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes. yes. Great. Well, enjoy it. And I uh, hope we're uh, looking forward to a uh, Blackpool or Brighton uh, fifth round. Indeed. Thanks very much, Craig. Take care. All the best to your family. Stay safe. Mate. Thanks a lot. You too, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. So that's my chat chum Craig uh, on the preview show and Brentford on Sunday. Don't forget Sunday at uh, 2.15. Two uh, sorry, 2.30. He's got me at it now. 2.30. It's on BT Sport. It's Sunday the 24th. And that's away to Brentford. And let's hope, yep, we're looking at going through to either Blackpool or Brighton. Wouldn't it be nice, eh? Wouldn't it be nice? Beat Brentford, get Blackpool into the quarters. No disrespect to Blackpool. Hey, got a day off tomorrow. You can forget me for the day, forget me for 24 hours, and I will see you at about um, 5 to 2 on Sunday for the pre-match show with Josh and then 5-ish for the post-match show with Brad. Monday, we've got then the uh, Opposition View show with Mikey, uh, a Toffees fan. And Tuesday, as I said, I'll be back with Craig to look at the preview for the Everton game on Wednesday. It's non-stop. It's football all the way. And would you have it any other way? We wouldn't, would we? Take care, guys. Safe. And don't forget, please, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, give that little subscribe button a little click. It means so much to us. And remember to catch us up on the podcast if you want to listen to us, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, Google, and Anchor, Lester Till I Die. See you on Sunday afternoon, guys. Take care now. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.